Boo. You think I'm a good girl? Just wait and see. We're bad girls. This is what we do. I'm the girl that's gonna save your life. Eh, you shot pretty well. For a boy. Can't you handle a woman with a big gun? I put the fun in funeral. I like my men covered in blood. Hail to the queen, baby. I can, and I will. I can, and I will. I'll take a bite out of you. Beware the signs. Welcome back to another spying chilling episode <laughs> of Sirens of Horror. <laughs> As always, I'm your mistress of evil, Ella Evella, along with her sister of sin, Ash Vicious. And today we will be covering the movie Final Girls. Which I watched like six months ago, and I watched it, and I was like, this is an Ash film. This is an Ash film. <laughs> oh my god, she needs this in her life. And just scheduling and everything, so I was finally like, okay, we're going to do this for the podcast, because that way I know you have to watch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, you loved it, right? Yeah. I. This was just a fucking amazing film. Um, I think the only, there was only one qualm I had with it. Uh, should we get the qualm out of the way? Yeah, because it was kind of a, it was in, in the beginning, so might as well. All right. So, so what's what's your your? your... So you know how they have the trailer for Camp Bloodbath? Yes. And the tagline was, uh, "Instead of Kumbaya, they'll be singing Kumbaya." No. <laughs> that was my qualm. I have a better tagline. Oh, okay. What what is what is the tagline for Camp Bloodbath? Instead of singing Kumbaya, they'll be singing Kumbaya! Because they're screaming in pain. That is actually better. <laughs> than Kumbaya. Like, I mean, really? Kumbaya? No. I mean, I get like, no, don't kill me. But Kumbaya, it also like sounds better. Yeah, because then you could do like Kumbaya, and then you could get the like blood-curdling scream of Kumbaya! Uh, all right. I, I will give you that. I will give you that. Also, I'm I'm very proud to be your best friend right now. Why? Because um, that's fucking smart, <laughs> right? Um. So we'll we'll very quickly recap the beginning yeah. of this film because it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um. You you get there's a trailer. There's a movie called Camp Bloodbath. Uh. There's a girl named Max and her mother who was a main character in this movie, mm-hmm. and she's struggling to become an actress in the valley. After being in this 80s cult classic. Right. She can't get a job. Uh, due to a terrible accident, the mom dies. Yep. Terrible car accident. Terrible car accident. It's very sad. Um, it then skips to like three or four years later. Yeah. And uh, her best friend, Gertie, um, is... Who was played by Maybe from Arrested Development. That's where I knew yeah. her from. As soon as she came on screen, I was like, it's maybe from Arrested Development. Random little fact about her that I, you know, you, I swear to God, well, you have like a pouch of like random one, yeah. knowledge. Well, I mean, this one's more of a kind of like random fact about she and I. Oh, you have a she and I. I do. Um, back when I used to work at the pet store here in Hollywood. Dear God. Yep. So many stories about this pet store. Well, I mean, it was in the heart of Hollywood, so... Y- you're gonna get celebrities coming in. Because um, they love their puppies. Uh, there was this little, like, little coffee shop inside of the same, inside of the same parking structure. Yeah, like, I think par- we, yeah. we got coffee there. Yeah, the twice. Oaks. And so we, like, I went there on my lunch break to get a cup of coffee and a little sandwich. And she's in line next to me. And she's wearing, like, an, a cute little, like, flower shirt. And I was like, hey, I like your shirt. I knew exactly who it was, but I was going to be like, hey, I remember you from Arrested Development. You play Maybe. I was like, I like your shirt. It's a very pretty shirt. And she was like, oh, thanks. And then I bought her a cup of coffee. You you bought Gertie a cup of coffee. Yep. I bought Gertie, Gertie Maybe a cup of coffee. Gertie. Maybe Gertie. Maybe Gertie. <laughs> a cup of coffee and it was glorious. Um, with her very, very spastic brother, Duncan, is very into the film. Hmm. And he's convincing Max to come see. He was played by the guy who was in Silic- the main character of Silicon Valley. Oh, I've never seen that show. But uh, the main girl is from every fucking season of American Horror Story. Yep. 
And I have all of her roles that she plays in American Horror Story. Oh, God, there's so many. Yeah. So, um, the actress that plays her, mm-hmm. Thaisa Formica. That's a name. Yep. That's a name. Props for her for, like, not, like, whitewashing her name like a lot of Hollywood actors do. Mm-hmm. Good yeah. on you. Thaisa Formiga played Violet Harmon in Murder House, yep. Zoe Benson in Coven slash Apocalypse, and Sophie Green in Renoic. Is she only in four seasons? Yep. Damn, I thought she was a... I think it's because I watched Apocalypse recently, mm-hmm. and it's... Apocalypse is both Coven and Murder House crossover. Yeah. So I got a lot of her in one season. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, and also, the greatest jock. <laughs> to have, my only fucking issue that I will bring up in this fucking film <laughs> is he fucks up the goddamn story of Persephone. In mm-hmm. the beginning. Because, mm-hmm. like, Hermes tell, like is trying to walk her out of Hades. That never happens. That's an entirely different character. That's an entirely different mythos. Yeah. But, whatever. So she gets convinced to go to this uh, movie, like, mm-hmm. they're doing, like, the 20th anniversary on the day of her mother's death. Yeah. Um, and Vicky, who's hot jocks, uh, Chris, who is, like, the greatest jock ever, who has apparently two gay fathers, mm-hmm. and is tutoring her in contemporary literature, who's also a total jock. Holy hell. Yeah. You're an amazing man. Um, uh, he, she gets convinced to go, he shows up to, like, support her. Mm-hmm. So you're just like, oh dear god, you're so precious. And his ex-girlfriend uh, Vicky shows up. Who is just... She's so Santa Clarita. Yeah, and Vicky, you know, like, in most of these slasher horror movies... You gotta have the bitch. We have the bitch. We have the mean girl. We have the archetype of the mean girl. Uh, Vicky Summers, who plays the mean girl, was oh. played by Nina Dobrev. Oh. Who is the main character in Vampire Diaries. That's why she looks familiar. Yep. I was saying, though, like, why does she look familiar? Vampire Diaries. Uh, she also had a random bit part in Repo the Genetic Opera. As whom? As a teenage Zydrate addict. Oh, so probably in the little Zydrate song. Yeah, there's like one of the dancing Zydrate, Zydrate. Um, she was also in another horror movie called Never Cry Werewolf. I think I've seen that. Werewolf. Werewolf. There, castle. castle. Why are we talking like this? I don't know. I thought you wanted to. You don't have to. I'm easy. <laughs> um, but, so they go to this movie, and they're watching it, and, like, she's starting to get into it, and you're, you're getting the crowd, and she's getting Max from the scene where her mom dies. Mm. It's actually on the anniversary of Max's mom's death. <laughs> we, for, we forgot to mention one key thing about Vicky. Which is? What is she using to make sure that she's... Able to study for all of her, call, like, all of oh. her finals and SATs. Bitch is on so much Adderall. Yeah. So Bitch much is on so much fucking Adderall. Oh my god. That's like, the moment she popped the Adderall, I was like, you live in Santa Clarita. Yeah. She yeah. was like, you know, because like, I mean, like, Max makes the comment of like, well, how are you able to go out if you're doing so much SAT prep? She's like, thank god for Adderall, and then just pops it, like. And walks away. And yeah. I was like, oh, right. We're, we're doing this. <laughs> Um, but then they go to the the theater and they're watching the movie. And like I said, this is all just kind of pointless yeah. setup stuff. That's why we're like really, really quickly going through it. And there's a shot of a guy drinking a bottle and somebody's smoking what looks like a joint or I, blunt. I thought it was a legitimate cigarette. It's something. Also, who the fuck smokes in a movie theater? I don't. I don't even do it. And, uh... And doesn't get caught. Like... I don't even know. And so the guy drops his bottle of alcohol, and it rolls, and it rolls to, like, the front of the theater, and then you get this shot of, like, an ember of the cigarette falling. Just slow fall, fall, fall. And then it lights the river of alcohol on fucking fire. drinking? Well, is he drinking, like, 80 proof or something? Like That's either moonshine or Everclear. And if that person is just throwing back a bottle of Everclear casually, please see a doctor. Yeah. I mean, like, I I dated a guy who would swig it because he used to be a fire breather. 
But that's for fire breathing. Yeah, you don't actually drink it. Like, I think he he ended up, like, swallowing a little bit once, and he was like, oh, God, fuck that. No. It's terrible. (laughs) It's fucking rum and alcohol. Um, And it lights the whole theater on fire, and there is chaos and everything. And these five characters of the virgin, the jock, the nerd, uh, the bitch, and... And the mean girl. Oh, you mean the other bitch, Yeah. yeah. And Gertie would be, like, the best friend? Yeah. Yeah, every character needs their best friend. Uh, end up cutting into the screen. Also, where the fuck did that machete come from? I guess there was, like, people there with machetes, because, like, that's the character's, like, weapon. Okay, but so it was, like, a little, like, oh, like, I got a prop replica machete, look at That me. shit wasn't a prop replica, though. It cut through the fucking movie screen. Yeah, like, that was a legitimate fucking machete. What fucking theater allows you to bring in Everclear, smoke cigarettes, and, and have a real, real machete? machete. <laughs> We need to find this theater and, like, call the fire department. This The health code is no way in effect. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they go through the, the screen to try to flee for safety. Yep. And end up in the movie. <laughs> we can try to look at this as some form of, like, how did they end up in the movie? Why did they end up in the movie? To all of those questions, I say, shut the fuck up. Yep. So um, when they get stuck... Or when they get sucked into the movie, did you notice anything a little odd about the set, Ella? No. Um, um, she's looking at me like I should. So, didn't, did it look very, I mean, it's supposed to look Technicolor because it's supposed yeah. to be like 80s. 80s movie camp, yeah. you know. Um, but the she, flowers. The flowers are so fucking terrible. Do you know why? No. I I wrote that down in my notes. What the hell is with the flowers? How are they so perfect? Why is every fucking shot with the flowers so fucking perfect? Well, random fact of randomness. When the characters get sucked into the camp bloodbath, it was scripted that they enter a technicolor world that the writers were initially horrified when they arrived on location to discover that the crew had taken their words literally and decorated this forest with artificial colored flowers so amazing. It made it so much better. <laughs> it made it so much better. It looked because like the first time you see like the, the woody kind of area uh-huh. it, it's a little like what the fuck? And then like the second time you see it you're like this is beautiful. This is gorgeous. Yep. I want to have a picnic here. Yeah it was like Oz. <laughs> yeah it seriously looked like Oz. It, it looked like you stepped into the Wizard of Oz. But I, I wrote out, I did write down in my notes, like, why is it so perfect? I was wondering that, too. And when I found this fact about the color, the, the flowers and the crew taking it literally, I was like, oh my god, yes. Also, the horror of that director. The, yeah, um, the directors and writers. Oh, fuck. No, go with it. Go with, lean into the cheese. <laughs> lean into the cheesiness. Um, <laughs> uh, so then you get to the the characters in the movie. Mm-hmm. And there's the asshole jock. Yep. There's the slut <laughs> Tina, who I fucking love. I love Tina. <laughs> Tina is best. Tina's ridiculous. Um, Nancy, who's uh, Max's uh, mother, Amanda's character. Mm-hmm. Played by Malin Ackerman. Who's like the sweet, nerdy one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then later you meet the nerd and the bad bitch. Yeah. Uh, but, so they started off, they, like, they drive away, and it's, like, 92 minutes later, and it starts all over again. Mm-hmm. So the idea is they are permanently stuck in a loop of this film. Right. Until they finish it. Until they figure out a way to finish it. Yeah. And, uh, they end up telling them that they're camp counselors. hmm And they, they all go... To the camp. Yep. Also, there is a scene so when we first meet the killer. Mm. Um, Billy. Billy the killer. Um, and the fanatic, the nerd brother. Uh, uh, Duncan. So, yeah, Duncan. Um, Duncan has this moment where he, like, that's when he realizes that we can't defeat what we're, what we're doing unless we go through the movie. Yeah, we, we follow the, the... We follow the steps. The steps of the movie. Um, and he mentions that Paula... Yes. ...has to kill... She's the final girl. 
Paula, Paula the fucking badass who I fucking love. Yeah. Paula's the final girl. She's the one that goes into this epic battle and defeats the killer. He, the killer is standing right behind him. He literally, like, imagine, like, if you're actually sucked in this, you know, movie world and the killer is real, they're not going to know, oh, this is my final girl. This is the person that's going to kill me. Kill me. He gives away the fucking ending to the killer. <laughs> and when he did that, I was just like, you fucking retard. Stupid Silicon Valley nerd. You just gave away the ending to the killer. You fucktard. You literally spoilered the movie for the killer. Yeah. No spoilers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so they, they start going through it. Um, and eventually they kind of get the idea like, okay, well, if we can keep everyone from kind of doing what they're supposed to do, which is just sex. Right. Sex and nakedness. Yeah, because it's basically Friday the 13th. Yeah. It's a camp. There was a camper who got attacked, who was a little different, who died, who came back to seek vengeance. Right. On horny teenagers. On horny teenagers. Hello, 80s. (laughs) There were so many movies of you. Also, Camp Bloodbath really could have called it a better title. Yeah. I'm just saying. I do like the Kumbaya. Ah! Um... and we get this kind of interesting kind of standoff then. Yeah, where, like, they finally, they realize that, like, we could actually trap the killer. Well, I was saying uh, before that, you get, like, the two jocks kind of, like, dealing with each other. Mm-hmm. You get the two, because, like, Tina and Vicky are kind of, like, the slutty bad characters. Yeah. You kind of get, like, the nerds kind of teaming up. So mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of cool. And I, I loved it because... Uh, so Chris ends up with Kurt, who's Adam Devine, uh, who's played by Adam Devine, who just plays every Adam Devine character. Mm-hmm. The, the real douchey asshole. Yep. Uh, who's just all like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna spin that on my popsicle. Mm-hmm. That is Sex. Adam Devine. Yep. Who apparently is actually a really decent person, mm-hmm. and I kind of love that. Um, and he's like, says something to Chris. He's like, oh, don't be a fag. And. He says, uh, Kurt says something to Chris where I think it's like, well, don't be gay about it. Mm -hmm. And he like pins him up and he's like, my two gay fathers would have something to say about that. And I remember just being like, how does this person exist? Yeah. You're in shock that those contemporary literature are two gay fathers? But then the funny thing is, is Kurt's like, Oh, oh, okay. I'm, I'm gonna do it. All right. Uh, and then he's also like super. What does he say? He's like, gays can't have kids. They're off doing the disco. Which I mean, that's a cool life, man. I want to do the. I want to do that. Yeah. And you're so, like, what? You went from being like this jock asshole to like bi curious. <laughs> um. So they get this idea to do all this, and then you you first see the killer, mm-hmm. and all this stuff's going on. And, oh no, before that, you get the the flashback, mm-hmm. which I thought was so fucking cool. So, as they do in every horror film, uh, all the characters come together. Paula shows up. The nerdy guy shows up. All the characters are there. And uh, Nancy goes into the backstory. Yep. You know, a few decades ago, this kid called Billy came to camp. And, like, the screen starts... Salvador Dali. Yeah, starts melting, and it goes into black and white, and the five are still there. Yeah. Like, they're just watching this happen. They're just like, what the hell is happening? And they can hear Nancy's voice, just this echoey voice, as she's telling the story of Billy. Of Billy. And it's so fucking great. It's so hilarious, like, how meta they got with this. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, I know we were talking, like, in the last episode, when we were talking about zombies, how much you love irreverence. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is, this is the most irreverent 80s yeah. film. Um, so they, they get the backstory. They finally come back to reality. And they start kind of following the characters to kind of figure it out. Mm-hmm. And that's when you get this scene where it's the, the flower hippie chick mm-hmm. who meets the random really buff hiker. Yeah, the first kill. The first kill. Because, of course, the random hippie chick will see a really buff hiker and be like, what a fuck? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, and she gets killed. And that's where you have him explain the plot. Yeah. 
And he's he's kind of mocking Billy because he's mm-hmm. like, it's not in the movie. So Billy can't do anything that's out of the movie. And this and then Billy fucking just gets him in the side. Yep, just full on machete to the side. And he's like, oh fuck. Yeah. And everybody runs away screaming. But yeah. I thought that was so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, like he even walks up to Billy and he's like, yeah, waving in the face. You can't do anything. Yeah. And then Billy's like, really, Billy's more confused. And he's like, I can kill you. I can kill anyone. I'm the killer. Right. You've explained the plot line of the movie to me. I'm now going to kill you. <laughs> um, so they all run back. Yep. And then, uh, Kurt and Paula try and get in her car try and make a break for it and uh Duncan who we believe is dead just runs out of the woods and it's like I'm not actually dead and he gets hit by the fucking car yep I was laughing so hard at that I was just like (laughs) (laughs) and then uh they hit the the pole to it Kurt goes flying and they're like well at least Paula wait we forgot a major oh scene our favorite scene, when they lure Billy. No, that's after. Is it? Yeah. Okay. This is when they, after this is when they, like, figure out, okay, we have to make a trap. Okay. Because this is where Paula and Kurt and Duncan die. Yeah. Um, and this is a great scene where Paula's the final girl. She's the badass. She's just been in a car accident. It's okay. She'll be, car catches on, on fire. fire and, and she just dies. Like, death. Just, yeah. Just, Instant exploding car death. It's so good. And then you kind of have that moment of, like, fuck, who's our final girl going to be? Oh, no. They, they start making this plan to c- defeat Billy. And this is, like, in my opinion, like, this is where the movie really starts to, like, really take shape. Yeah. Because, like, all this stuff beforehand, it was, like, set up. It was kind of comedy. All this stuff. And then you get into, like, them actually kind of, like, delving into these characters. Where there's a, a really, really amazing scene where they're they're trying to plan it out. And it's Vicky, Gertie, and Max. Mm-hmm. And Vicky's, like, kind of has a breakdown. And she's like, you know, after your mom died, like, we were best friends. And you shut me out. And then you made friends with Gertie. And I guess I was just angry at you. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, well, you know... You, you might, and she's like, it's two-thirds to the film, and I'm the bitch. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Which I thought was, like, really cool to give the bitch, like, that moment. Mm-hmm. Like, you always look at these characters that are bitchy and stuff like that, but you never really get the why. Right. Like, okay, yeah, they're the popular bitch, but Why? And th- that kind of gave you it. And I was like, oh. Because they do that in a lot of 80s films where mm-hmm. the bitch character and the main character were friends or were childhood friends. Or and something happened and they don't like each other anymore or whatever. Yeah. And, and to give it to, like, the bitch is the one that was like, you cut me out and I felt betrayed. Kind of makes you be like, Huh. This film, it's much more irreverent, but it still does give you a little bit of that Cabin in the Woods feel, where you, like, are like, huh, wonder if we had gotten that scene in that film. (laughs) What's your backstory, character? Uh, so they start coming up with this, this plan, and then they have this, this beautiful, heartbreaking scene, because it's, Max, of course, has, has latched onto Nancy, I mean, it's her, it's her mom. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's this scene where they're, like, getting ready, they're planning, and she's like, you know, you can, what if you can escape the movie with me? Yeah. And even at that point in the film, you know that's not gonna happen. Yeah. But it's so, like, heartbreaking of, like, what would you do if someone you loved, you got to kind of, like, be with them, and you, you got that glimmer of hope. Like, how painful and how much would you just want to believe that that could happen? Mm-hmm. You could take this this version of this person you loved, even if it's not them, and, and save that version of them. Yeah. And that, that, I felt, really, like, separated this film from, like, so many other kind of, like, parody films. Mm-hmm. Is at the core of this film 
and they they bring it up right before the final act was was so like touching. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just like oh we got sucked into a movie or like with Scream we're just kind of making fun of it. It was genuinely like this girl's getting to be with her mom again. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then so while everyone is planning their little traps and people are bonding, we have Tina. Oh, Tina, 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 Tina. Who finds Vicky's Adderall. And their plan is to make all these traps. And then she's in the in the in the movie, she does a strip tease which lures Billy, Billy to the house. So, so they're like, You're gonna do a strip tease, we're gonna plan all this. But, and then you'll do a striptease. Yeah. And, like, the whole time she's trying to take off her clothes. And they're like, no, you cannot take off your clothes until this scene. Because and if you she... take off your clothes, Billy is going to come. So she's wearing a freaking life jacket. She is wearing a, a hoodie got... under her life jacket. She's got uh, oven, oven mitts duct taped to, to her, her hands. So she cannot take off anything. It was so great. It and was so great. she gets a hold of the Adderall. I loved this scene so much. And so the very, like, honestly, there's that one scene where there's the little fly just kind of, like, buzzing around. And, like, they're talking to her, like, how much Adderall did you take? She's like, one, two, three, ten? No, (laughs) thirty. How did you get there? And then this little fly just kind of buzzes into the scene. And she does that, like, she's, like, talking, talking, talking. And then she does the thing where she just kind of follows it around for a little bit and then watches it fly away. That moment, when t- when Tina was hyper-focused on the fly that was mm-hmm. buzzing around the room, was a literal, was a spur-of-the-moment ad-lib and not a generally, in, or generally, uh, digitally generated insect. So a fly literally flew on uh, a set. A fly literally flew on set and she was like, huh, I could work this into my advantage. Fly. <laughs> that was so I I loved like Tina being this this slutty childish character <laughs> like it, it's kind of like what's uh you'll know her name from Evil Dead mm-hmm. uh, what's the character's name Shelly Shelly I was like uh Ash mm-hmm. Evil Dead knowledge yeah it, it's like Shelly mm-hmm. she's dumb and she's stupid but you you kind of love her yeah like I mean in the uh, Evil Dead musical. There, in the cabin in the woods, ooh, she goes, um... Look, there goes yeah. a squirrel! Yeah, she has a whole bit of, like, I'm gonna have sex, but like, oh, look, there goes a squirrel! You're like, oh, God, you're such a cute little puppy. Yeah. Gertie and Blake start to flirt over their pins. <laughs> that was... I like your pin. I like your, your pins. pins. Do people actually flirt like this? Maybe in the 80s. <laughs> In 80s in camp, you do? I, I did not. I, I went to Christian camp one. Yes, I'm Jewish. It's a complicated story. <laughs> um, and I, I went there once. That, that That's my flirting camp knowledge. Mm-hmm. So I was not old enough to actually flirt. Yeah. Uh, but they, they come up with this huge plan to lure out Billy. And without a doubt, my favorite scene same is they have everything set up they've got bows and arrows they have a a deer mounted against the wall there's trip wire it's great they put on cherry pie and it is it's like watching a strip tease on fast forward (laughs) it's so fucking manic yeah adderall strip tease is is my new favorite thing (laughs) That's a phrase I never thought I would hear in my life. <laughs> Adderall striptease is my favorite thing. <laughs> um, and uh, so that that whole dance scene was completely improvised. Oh my god, I love this actress. <laughs> Angela Trim, uh, Trimber, mm-hmm. who played Tina, slammed a bunch of energy drinks to get into character and worked herself up for this frantic dance. I, I, that's like the only way you can do it. She's like, Kevin, 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 Kevin. Let's fucking do this. Like, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've never seen someone sexually take off oven mitts. <laughs> she like rips up. Like, she like slowly like, is like ripping it off with her teeth. And, and just... 
rips off and her life vest. No, she does it like she. So she rips off the the stuff with her teeth. She does the like I'm throwing the oven mitts out. Then undoes the like. It just it was just so fucking Look, amazing. If you don't watch anything about this film? Just watch. Just find this scene. It's so. It's perfect. It's yeah. It's just it's fucking worth it. It's it's a scene that should be in like the movie analogs of of perfection. <laughs> um, and then my favorite thing. That's one of my favorite things too about this scene. Is so she's stripped off everything. She's got her swimsuit top, and she lifts up her swimsuit top and goes, <laughs> Boob cry! It was, it was like a high-pitched Xena war cry yep. style. Boob war cry. And it was just so... Like, I remember the first time I watched it, I think... Uh, I watched it with Stefan, I think, later on in the night. I, like, flashed him, and I was like, He <laughs> was like, okay, and I was like, Tina did it. <laughs> um, and then Billy shows up. And I love how they do Billy's showing up. Because mm-hmm. you hear it. <laughs> so, like, the characters physically hear his music. Yeah. Which, once again, I shall repeat, is fucking hysterical. Mm-hmm. The idea that, like... Oh, what's that sound? I don't, I don't know. Oh no, it's the killer! I don't I think after the third time, I would hear, and then found somebody dead ten minutes later, you might start to connect it. Yeah. Just a theory. Um, and the plan goes terribly. Yep. Blake dies. Oh, sweet Blake, with your one earring <laughs> and your pins. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Tina dies. Yep. No one was surprised by that one. No. And then they, they get upstairs and they get Nancy out. Because at that point, Nancy's the only one from the actual movie still alive. Mm-hmm. And Max is going to get out. And then there's this, this really great scene where uh, Gertie and Vicky are trying to, to pull this bucket of, like, kerosene. Because mm-hmm. they've lit Billy on fire with, like, flame air. <gasps> and it, it doesn't work. Yeah. And he shoves the bookcase onto the headless women. Oh, no, bookcase. <laughs> if it was an Ikea bookcase, I'd, like, punch through it, but it's probably an actual yeah. one. Yeah, no, it was, like, an actual wooden bookcase. And I've moved wooden bookcases. It's not fun. <laughs> uh... And they they tell him to, like, go, and Gertie gets, like, stabbed through the back. Okay, wait. No, no. I have a question. What is your question, Ella? So, if it is, if the bookcase is heavy enough to trap them, how does Billy plunge a knife through it to stab Gertie? Well, the I would imagine that the, like, wood plank behind it probably isn't that heavy, because it's, you, when you think, like, a bookshelf, your wood planks aren't, that, you know, the, the back of it. Mm. Is probably not like real sturdy wood. Mm-hmm. So you could probably just. Uh, but Gertie gets stabbed, and Vicky's like, "Go, go, go!" To Chris and Max, and then there's this just really beautiful scene of like she grabs Gertie's hand mm-hmm. and then pulls down the kerosene, killing them all. Yeah, and I was like. Holy shit, like, scene after scene after scene in this film is so powerful for, like, women. hmm You know? You get, like, there's the final girl. You get Max and her mom talking. You get Vicky coming out and being like, this is why I'm the bitch. hmm And then you get two women who, like, aren't particularly close dying together for the greater good. It was yeah. just kind of like, wow, Phil, you smoke that for you, Phil. And, uh, so yeah, that happens, and we think the killer is dead because the house blows up. The little cabin blows up. And then, literal slow mo, they even make the meta joke of, why is everything so slow? What's happening? It's It's slow motion. motion. And so you get Billy flying just. 
body covered in flame flying through the window and explosion. Also, I've decided that Billy is part Targaryen. Because fire cannot burn him. He is impervious to flame. Yeah, it works. I'm I'm going with it. I'm down. I'm down. Um, And then this is around the time the film starts to take from like 80s slasher Mm -hmm. to like the 80s, like, Lost Boys musical insanity. Yeah. This is when you start to get the really epic 80s background music. Yeah. You get the shot of, like, Billy chasing them and everything. And they end up getting trapped. Mm-hmm. They, they try to jump over this ravine and fall. And Billy's just standing there with his machete. And they go, do a flashback! And I love that. They're like, uh, uh, put us in a flashback. Put us in a flashback. <laughs> say the story. Say the story. And Nancy's like, what? And he's like, oh, once upon a time there was a kid named Billy. And it starts doing back. And Nancy's actually stuck in her own story. Mm-hmm. Like, they have to go through. And she's like, is that how I sound? <laughs> and I was just like, Nancy, every time I record, I like edit this podcast. Every fucking time I have this podcast, is that how I fucking sound? <laughs> Dear God. Also, I say fuck a lot. <laughs> hmm. Maybe I should fucking stop it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yep, never mind. I quit. <laughs> uh, so they, they do the flashback, and then they go forward, and uh, both Chris and Max get stabbed. Yep. And that they, then they do this weird like, uh, separate location? Yeah, that was never discussed. A little, like, random church. Yeah, because, like, they see in the flashback that Billy ran to this area, and then after uh, Max and Chris get stabbed, she's like, I know where, because the killer takes Nancy. Mm-hmm. And that, that I thought was a little odd. Yeah. It was a little third act... Yeah, why did, where did this come from? Like, we didn't need this. Yeah. We really didn't need this. Um, oh, no. Max doesn't get stabbed at that point. Just Chris is stabbed because mm-hmm. she leaves Chris yeah. in the... The church. Yeah. She leaves him in the church and then goes to get Nancy because she's unstabbed. Mm-hmm. And she gets Nancy. And they have, like, the, the, the fight thing. Uh, and this weird... It's like... His kill house? Something like that, Because yeah. they, they've got a bunch of, like, body parts. This mm-hmm. was, like, the one part of the film that I was just, like... Where did this come from? <laughs> it didn't... It felt like a weird thing they threw in there because they were short on time. Um, where it just, like... I, I get it, like, Max gets stabbed. And I get that was kind of the point, is Max had to get hurt. But... They could have done that in so many different ways. That this weird, like, she has to rescue Nancy... There was a bunch of the dead bodies there. Mm-hmm. I guess that does happen a lot in 80s horror, where, like, the hero goes to, like, save somebody and finds all the dead bodies mm-hmm. of their friends. Yeah. So I, I guess I could go with that, but it just didn't feel... I felt like if Duncan was there, at one point Duncan would have been like, oh, well, we should go to the place where he hides all the dead bodies. Right. But it was just never, ever brought up. Yeah. So that, that part did kind of bother me. Uh, but Max gets stabbed, then they go back, and uh, Nancy as a character has this beautiful scene where she's like, you're going to do this, it's fine, you know, like, I wish I could have had a daughter. And it's, oh, it's once again, just so, like, in this 80s comedy meta. Mm-hmm. It, it just sticks a fucking hand into your heart and just yanks it. <laughs> Which I think is why this film is so good. Mm-hmm. If it was just meta and shit like that, you would have been like, alright. Yeah. But the, the core part of it, I think, is what makes it so... so sweet. Um, and then Nancy goes outside to... to call on Billy. <laughs> via boobs. Yep. And that was... A trippy ass shot because they do like the background where like the clouds are and like 
purples and pinks and there's lightning crashing mm-hmm. and she's singing the song that she sang right before Amanda Max's actual mother died and well that she's not singing it but it's playing it's in playing. the background she's slowly taking off her clothes and it's 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 the most heartwarming striptease i've ever seen <laughs> it, it it made me feel so much how about you ash yeah but there were definitely some feels in that striptease Stripsies? Stripsies. <laughs> Stripsies. <laughs> yes, there were definitely some feels in that striptease. What did you think of, like, just the, the shot of it? I thought that was kind of be- pretty beautiful, to be honest. That, like I said, it, it was weird for being a striptease of how beautiful, how emotional, how Powerful mm-hmm. striptease of a camp counselor was. Yep. Um, and of course, Billy shows up and stabs Nancy. Mm-hmm. And then you get probably my second favorite part of the film, which is uh, Max suddenly going final girl. Mm-hmm. Which apparently also means you like plug into the Matrix and learn karate. Yep. <laughs> I mean, like, that fight scene alone was just so fucking cool. She, he, like, she's, like, flipping through the air. She's doing the, like, Matrix, like, kip bend ups. back the kip-ups. Oh, yeah, g- uh, bending backwards while the knife flies over her face. And then just fucking jumping right back up, and it's like, I'm gonna fucking fight you, and it's just really cool fucking fight scene. But I love it how, like, that's the power of the final girl. Yeah. Once everyone else is dead... You get to become Super Saiyan. <laughs> That's actually what happens. You become a fucking Super Saiyan. Um, and it, it's so fucking cool. Like, And once again, you have this background shot of this, like, summer storm and purples and reds and blues mm-hmm. and lightning and rain. And it's just like, dear God, <laughs> the epicness. Like, I felt like that should be, like, an 80s metal music video. <laughs> like, that's where that came from, right? <laughs> and then, after her final, like, the the scene where she finally defeats Billy by chopping off his head with the with his own machete. Dun-dun-dun. We cut to a hospital. Oh, no, first we have the credits. Oh, yeah, right. The credits, and they're, like, the ridiculously, like, 80s credits- of the movie. Yeah. Over the sunset. Bloodbath. Over the sunset. Over the sunset. Not the movie of, not the credits of the of the movie, the final roles. The credits of the movie, Camp Bloodbath. I, I and, love how the fact we have to be like, not the credits of the movie we're watching, the credits of the movie they're in. And <laughs> Max kind of has that moment where she, like, she goes and gets Chris out of the, the church. Mm-hmm. And it's like, she's, you know, holding his kind of like limp, like bleeding body and they're literally just watching the credits go by. He kisses the top of her head and they embrace. And then it cuts to the cr- what, what we think is now the actual real life. Real life. They're in the hospital. Chris is like next to her. Next to her, he's kind of in a coma or he's asleep. I can't remember if he's in a coma, but he's like asleep. I don't think they. He well, he wakes up. Yeah, like so he's asleep. She wakes up and she's like, "Oh, we're safe. He's asleep." And then she hears talking. Yeah. And she sees Vicky, she sees Gertie, and she sees Duncan. Yeah. They're all fighting about pudding, and they're bonding, and it's just a silly... Yeah. You had, like, five puddings! No, I didn't! Yeah, you did! Pudding! And then... Pudding! <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help it. Yep. Uh, and you think, oh, it's such a happy ending, everyone's good. And, and you know it's real, because, like, uh, it's, it wasn't, like, some weird dream, because Duncan has a machete wound. Right. Yeah, so obviously all these things happened. Well, it not only that, when they, because Duncan's still asleep during this whole fucking thing, them talking about the pudding and blah blah blah, and then you hear- No, Duncan's awake. Because it's Duncan, Gertie, Oh, Duncan, yeah. Well, no. Oh, yeah, that's right. But I think they have that moment of like, okay, yeah, there is the machete. Maybe someone like, you know, like running, oh god, they had the, because like, with the, in the chaos of the the thing going up, the theater going up a flame. No, I think they, they were like, because she says, like, was it real? And they were like, yeah, it was real. 
Okay. So they all remember it. They all, okay. like, experienced it. Okay. So, yeah, they're like, okay, that was real. That happened. But we're safe now. We're back in reality. Yeah, we're, we've somehow entered the real world again. And then we hear the nurse and the doctor, like, talking outside. And the doctor's being all like, you look real good in your little nurse uniform. You should oh, take no, that off. before that, they hear, ch 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 and yeah. they're like, and then it's... They kind of have that moment like, no, 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 it's it's in our heads. And then that's when, yeah, you hear You the, see the terrible 80s slutty dialogue. Yeah, like, you look real good in that cute oh, little Mr. white Dr. scrub. Oh, Mr. Dr. Handsome. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Dr. Handsome, please stop. We can't do this. Not in here. Oh, take me. And then that's when you hear the... Ch -ch -ch Again. Again. And it's, a, it's like, it's the Scooby-Doo shot. Oh, yeah, where they... Because that's when Chris wakes up. Yeah. Because then Chris is in the... Because it's literally the heads just, like, peering against the... It's the Scooby-Doo shot. Yeah, they're all, like, looking at the door like, no, 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 no. And then end credits of actual movie. Uh, well, because uh, you you see it in the beginning that they're showing Camp Bloodbath 1 mm -hmm. and, and Camp 2. Bloodbath 2. So they're so, literally stuck in, in the movies. sequel. Yeah. You're now in the sequel. Yep. And I think Duncan says that. He's like... The sequel's, sequel's so, so much, much better, or something like that. And you're like, dude, you're in it! <laughs> this is not a good thing! <laughs> Alright, so, um, Ella, what was your badass bitch moment of this film? Um, probably the, the, the fight with Max, because there's also that, that lovely line where she's like, when she stands up, she's like, you fuck with the wrong virgin. Hmm. <laughs> Also, I just realized something watching this film, Ella. Yeah? We need to be screwed in a slasher. Not We're not virgins. But maybe if we don't... I figured it out. We can both be the fighter girl if we just don't have sex the entire movie. That involves me going on a somehow vacation and not having sex. We're gonna die. We've, we've also hit, hit the lovely well, age of our late 20s, early 30s. So we've now moved out of slasher to we've now moved into, like, thriller category. So as long as we don't let our male partners or ourselves become entwined in some sort of weird, seedy love affair, we're pretty much safe until we have kids again. Once we have kids, then we need to start worrying because then we can become the mom. Mm -hmm. But we, we, we've, we've, out, we've grown out of the slasher fear. We are now in that period of, like, beginning of marriages and stuff where we definitely cannot go by ourselves like no honeymoon trips no alone couples trips to cabins in the woods right and no moving into a small abandoned house in the middle of nowhere no none of that we can't we can't move or go anywhere that is like not easily accessed by uh people uh, as much as we hate people we for for our safety we have to we have to be around people um we can't trust Anybody that says they know a secret or special place on vacation. Yep. And besides that, we've, we've outgrown, like, the basic slasher genre. We're now in, like, the strangers area. And then once we have kids, that's when we become the mom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, we can't go on family vacations to random hotels on the hill. We, we stay at the Hyatt. Yeah. Stay at fucking name brand hotels. What, what fucking horror film has happened at a Holiday Inn? Nothing. Yeah. You say, go to the Hyatt, go to the Marriott, go to the Hilton if yeah. you want to be fancy. No, be like, I'm taking a family vacation to the Overlook Hotel. I'm going to go stay with my friends and family. I figured I'm going to go to this nice little, like, quiet town in Maine called Murderville, and I'm going to go stay in Slashy McStabby Motel. <laughs> no, no, no. Nothing bad happens at Comfort Inn, all this stuff. Just, we've hit the age where we have to stick to, like... Peopleville. <laughs> Peopleville and, like, name brand hotels. Yeah. Uh, but I think it, it's gotta be that motherfucking Mortal Kombat style fight. fight. It, it was yeah. so ridiculous. It was so over the top. You felt for her. You wanted her to win. She had just lost her mom. You know, Chris is injured. You get that great line, like I said, you fucked with the wrong virgin. Mm -hmm. you, you're you in it. Yeah. You're in that fucking fight. Yep. 
I I think I'm gonna have to agree with you on that one, Ella. That was definitely that was also my badass bitch scene. I will give, and this is the first time I've ever done this. My runner up hmm? is my runner up badass bitch scene is gonna go to Tina's psycho Adderall striptease. Oh well, duh, yeah. Because she's she's also aware she's doing it to lure at a killer. Yeah, they haven't like not informed her that Billy's going to show up. Yeah. She knows the killer's coming. Like, she actually gets scared, trips over a wire, and, like, falls into a bear trap. That's how she dies. Mm-hmm. So, but you gotta give it to a girl willing to take off, off her top. Mm-hmm. For the greater good. Yep. And she lets out a battle cry. She lets out a booby battle cry. <laughs> Alright, so, Ash, what is your rating on this film? Um, well, you know, I was gonna try and stick with fours, 4.5s, not quite give it a five within, like, our first couple episodes. You broke so easy. Well, I mean, this fucking movie. <laughs> you, I knew we were fucking Not only was it, like, super meta, like, you know, the super, like, ridiculous meta-ness that I love in horror movies, because I make fun of them, and it's just fucking great, and I love it. All of the women in this movie were just fucking on it. They, they were They were powerful, they were unique. I like the fact that nobody felt like, even Tina, who is kind of a trope. The only character, like, you really don't get is Paula, but she's in the film for all of ten minutes? Yeah. Like, that's about it. Yeah. Every other character is well-rounded, they grow, they change, they yeah. feel. Yeah, so I'm gonna give this one a five. This is our first five. Or at least my first five. Your first five. I'm, I'm gonna give it a five. Um, I'm gonna give it a four. Okay. I do love it. I do care about it. Um, I feel like sometimes, uh, they were a little, I, I loved all the feeling stuff. I loved all the stuff between Max and Nancy. But I feel like sometimes the, the shifts were a little abrupt. Yeah. Um, uh, like I said, I have, a, I have a problem with the third act of just how nobody knew about this place. Duncan never mentioned this yeah. place. This place was never fucking brought up. Uh, how, why doesn't really make a lot of sense. I loved it. I fucking... Loved it. Like, women defended each other. Women were tribe in this. Nobody was like, I'm gonna be a bitch for being a bitch sakes. Yeah. You know? The, 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 like, I guess not death, but almost death. Mm-hmm. Of Vicky and Gertie was so awesome to see, like, two women holding hands, preparing to go out fighting the good fight together. Yeah. That was really powerful to me. So, I'm, I'm going to give it a four. All right. All right. Um, so, next week, we're going to jump back over to creepy. So, we'll be doing our... Or saucy creepypastas. Uh, saucy creepypasta. Ash would like to say, tell our lovely listeners what we'll be doing next week. Our next creepypasta will be Smile Dog. <laughs> it's a smiling dog. How could that be creepy? You'll find, find out. out. <laughs> <laughs> um, as always, like, follow, and subscribe. You can catch us on facebook instagram and when twitter is not a raging pile of hell we'll be on there um but that has been our episode for this week i know it was a little short but it's been a little crazy both ash and i kind of have a little bit of a sore throat this week so (laughs) we're both kind of we're giving you our content to the best that we can um but as always good bad we're the girls with the mic see y'all next week